Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fun with Dumb. Uh, I'm your host, Dumbfounded, and if you're noticing some marks on my face, um, I did not get in a fight. Come on, bro. Be honest, Dumb. I'm we love you, bro. I'm the most beefless rapper that exists <laughs> in the game. Straight vegan rapper. Um, but I have marks on my face because I recently got a facial. Um, a homegirl took me because it's all about self-care in 2019. Yes. And um, I went through what's called a chemical peel. And some skin reacts differently to it, and I had some, uh, I felt a burning sensation that was uh, throughout the whole process, and they were like, it's normal, woke up, it burnt through like a layer of skin. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Like, I, I, I knew, like, something was wrong. It was like, it hurt. The yeah. whole process hurt. You're like, guys, my face is burning. Like, it's fine, it's fine. No, I don't, even though I don't know what normal <laughs> is, this can't possibly no, be normal. No, for real. Like, and, like, it's like, where do you, you know, like, what are you supposed to say, you know? And right. Because usually, like, when it something hurts, it's like, it, it's burning, you're like, it's working. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's the first reaction. <laughs> so that's that's what happened, and um, it left marks on my face. So um, hopefully, and after it heals, I look beautiful hopefully so. did they say how long it's gonna take nah they did not say at all like i said they, I, I, I was worried so I, I hit them up and i was like you know i think there's something wrong and they're like send send us some selfies so i, I took the i took pictures of myself and sent it to them and and then um they, it said red like on the text it said red and i was like they didn't respond and i was like well, okay so and then i put uh any updates on what well, you know what might be wrong right and they were like oh no it's fine it's like super korean place like broken english they're like yeah it, it, it's fine <laughs> it'll heal it with a smiley face i'm like okay uh, that's for sure i thought you got the rapper face tags i was like oh no that's- oh you know that's that's so funny yesterday i was out and about and everybody said oh it looks kind of cool it looks like you got face tats yeah. <laughs> like what face tat though like you know that picture that psychiatrists show people like what yeah. is this the ink blot <laughs> it kind of looks like an ink blot tat yeah, you might my, start something dumb get my little you are a trendsetter young chemical peel young- <laughs> yeah. but uh i'm here joined by uh, a comedian um a social media uh guru uh kev on stage hey how hey you social media guru i've never heard that one yeah yeah i mean you know i like it i, I know it's a it's a big part i mean you have a, you're on a tour right now yeah um and what, what's something what's it called it's called the real comedians of social media okay. tour uh we do stand-up shows and then i also do a love hour tour um before the stand-up, in the summer, my wife and I do like a love hour seminar first, and then we take a break, and then we do the stand-up comedy show. So people can do both of those events in the same night. That's so tight. Yeah, we did both last year, all all through the year. And then my kids at the end were like, hey, man, listen, dad, you can be out of town like that. But mom, we just, we're not going to allow her to be gone that much. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whatever y'all That's do in the dope. summer is up to y'all. Send us to grandma's house. We'll be good. But March? You can't take her in March. We got soccer practice. Bro, we, what are you doing? <laughs> that, that that is a crazy. That's a tough balance. Like you yes. know, I, I went to do your podcast, and um, you know, you had like family life going on, right? Right. While I was on the set, <laughs> yes. And uh, this was at your crib, yeah. Um, I mean, and then you recently got like an actual set, right? Yes, like, I moved uh, moved all that into an office. My wife, we were talking like it was partly because of the podcast you did, not your episode, but like. Having four or five people coming in and out of your house, uh, some guests were just kicking it. Like people I didn't know. Right. Like the people I knew, like you, Tim, dapped it up. When right. it was time to go, they're like, all right, I'm out. People I didn't know that well, it was just like feet on the couch, like, yeah, this you. is a good couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it's for a little dinner? Awkward, right? And like, yeah. fam, like, my kids are like, hey, how long will the people be here? I wanna, because my kids' whole thing at home, they wanna be in their underwear. Right. And if somebody's at the house, they're like, ah, oh, I gotta have pants on. The home studio vibe is definitely a little awkward i used to have like my studio at the crib and yeah. like people coming in you know we do the shoes off situation right the, the asian crib thing right 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 it's, a, it's an intimate it's, a, <laughs> it's intimate an intimate thing you, got your, you lay your head there yeah 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 you're, yeah. you're, you're in, you know when you t- tell them to take your shoes off and you're walking around this house you know with with socks on like right. i'm like uh, i don't know your sock situation <laughs> either you know especially rappers i can't imagine they're all like oh man we're taking our what off yeah it, it's it's weird yeah it's definitely weird so um, it was a dope investment and i I like to it's funny because i had my um i had a meeting later today and i was like hey can we have this with my boy can i have it at the house or the office i was like asking my wife do you care she's like do it at the office yeah yeah. yeah. i was like really she's like i don't want to entertain people at your house you feel like you got to say hi right. to them you know i got to put my bra on it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah you, you know what i mean so you were ready to take it to that level where you got your own office so. yeah yeah i think it was a uh, you know i know also it was partly business like not only for people coming in but for merch we were selling merch out of our house right. and it's just 
you, you can't there's only so much space you have you know what right. i mean so i was like if i have more space i can sell more you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and i can have somebody go and work there and it can be something that's happening while i'm not doing that you know what i'm saying so it was definitely the merch was probably a, the bigger reason even more than the the merch in the studio the podcast shooting space probably equal but as far as generating income the merch generates more income than like right. having a podcast well that grind is interesting just i mean you know just being in a similar grind of being an ind- independent like entertainer right. and all that because for a long time we can you know utilize a- anything we already have you right. know right and then and then you get that extra space and you're like uh do i want to spend the money on this right or right whatnot? but you most know? of the business like i was watching a lot of shark tank and this has happened uh helped my decision Usually when they're asking for money, it's to build infrastructure. We need more warehouse space. We need to hire more people. And if I can do these three things, then I can generate more profit. It's true. And that's the same thing that happened with merch. Like with more space, I can sell more shirts, more sizes, more offerings, and then I can sell more. You know what I mean? Like in my house, I can literally only fit like I had like these four towers that I got from Target. Yeah. But I can only fit four. In the office, I could fit eight, 12, you know, 15 if I needed to. And also somebody can be there all night working. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely a business thing that is like, but at first you just got to pay the money. Yeah. You don't see the the income increase until later. And most people are just like, ah, but I got to spend more. Right. But right, would you right, rather right. spend $100 more a month to make 5000 more a month? Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's how you have to look at it. Like, of course, if I don't spend $100 more, I might not make 5000 but I don't have to spend it. But right. in a business, sometimes you spend more who, to make who would more. You said you work, uh, watch a lot of Shark Tank. Who would you invest with if you... If you uh, oh, that's a great question, Dom. I think about this, too. Like, I watch it, and hmm, I'm like, who mine? would I... Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Like, who would I go with, you know? I would say either Damon John. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Corcoran, I really like her. I feel I like, like she doesn't too. make many bad decisions. Yeah. Cuban comes off as a jerk sometimes. Yeah. Like, if he's really into it, he's really into it. Um, but I'd say Cube. I mean, uh, Cuban has a lot of resources, but yeah. I don't trust how in, like how interested he in, is really in yes. certain things. You know what yes. I mean? It could be like a quantity thing for him. Absolutely, like, yeah. I want to be attached to these cool businesses, and I'm Mark Cuban. It's you know, right. like I like him as a personality on the show, but I think if I were investing, I'd probably go with Damon John or Barbara Corcoran. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, I like Damon a lot. I mean, you know, the whole Fubu story is very mm-hmm. inspiring, and uh, you know. I used to wear FUBU like crazy when I was young, but um, like it actually FUBU became really big. Like it's not really popping right here, but like yeah. in Asia, it's like popping right now. Yeah, like if you really? go to like Korea, there's like FUBU stores, like chain, like chain stores. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was... didn't know until I went, and I was like, "Well, there's a FUBU store," and it's like, <laughs> like you know, I, I mean? want FUBU to come back because when it was around the first time, I was like broke. Right. So I could never stop. Oh, same, yeah. And now I want to be like, oh, now times have changed. I used to go to like Ross and like find, like you got to find yeah. like the pieces. <laughs> That's where I went, like yeah. Burlington Co. Factory. Yeah, they had you the little hidden stuff. pieces or like some joints that had like the logo a little off-centered. <laughs> like, it was I a like, capital F on FUBU, yeah. like in the original logo. <laughs> I, I want to talk about your tour because uh, uh, it's called The Real Comedians of Social Media. And yeah. is that, is the name have to do with a lot of, you know, because a lot of people... Or, or real comedians start criticizing people on social yeah. media about comedians, and is that something to do with it's the name not, as well? Or it, it, it isn't shade yeah. to other people. But we really, me and Tahir spent like a whole day throwing out the worst tour name ideas. <laughs> I mean, like we right, had right, right. dad bods of comedy <laughs> over thirty. Right, it was right, just right. like we needed something. Like I was like, people would come see. I, I didn't want to do Kev on stage and friends. Because I figure, like, if it, if I can get it big enough, like, I could be off the tour. Right. It could be the real comedian social media and somebody else could headline it. So I wanted it to not be something that had my name in it. And I wanted it to be, like, representative of who we were. So, yeah. excuse me. I, I figured we were all, like, real comedians before social right. media. So there's a lot of people. And I, I'm not personally one of those people who hates on people trying stand-up. Yeah. Like, I'm not a stand-up comedy purist. But at the same time... I did stand up Tony and Tahir. We all did stand up prior to social media and we use social media to, to bolster our, our numbers to help spread our stand up. But we did it for real. A lot of times people do the opposite. They get right. big on social media. Then they go do stand up, which, you know, to each his own. But those people often aren't like right. real comedians where they spent the time. You're obviously often not getting the same show as a seasoned comedian. Like I know a lot of comedians who have no numbers but can like kill. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of comedians who can kill but cannot make you laugh on the internet yeah. and can't grow. So there's very few who can be like Blade. You know, they can yeah, do yeah. both. Like me, Tony, and here we can do both uh, as well. But 
the bottom line is we really just needed a brandable name to say yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the name of the tour. Like, I mean, yeah, because you guys you guys are utilize social media heavily, so it made sense. And you, you know, know where we got it from? Believe it or not, Real Housewife. Of right, Atlanta. right, right. I was thinking that. that yeah. we, that's you, what I, that's what I was thinking. Yes. Real, you know. That's something. where we got it from. We were right. like, oh, we're like kind of real comedians of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like delete Housewives, put comedians right. of social media in where Atlanta was, and that's that had more to do with it than the right. comedy part. I, like, I think like like what you said. You know, I'm not one of the. Like I don't, I'm not one of the purists who hate on people trying out so, uh, you know, um, stand up comedy because right. it it'll weave itself out anyways. Yes, you know what I mean. Jerry like Seinfeld you, said, comedy <clears throat> is its own engine. Like right. comedy will it will expunge everybody who's not funny. You don't have to do it for them. Like right, it, it said like your celebrity will get you five minutes. Like yeah. no matter how funny you are, Will Smith, whoever. Yeah, but if you need to do forty five minutes, it doesn't matter who you are. Right by minute six, all right, fam. Like, make me laugh, and it, yeah. it ain't. I don't care if I saw the Fresh Prince. I don't care how funny <laughs> you're on Instagram. Like, tell me a joke. Tell it, me a story. I mean, it's the same on the social media side. There's people who are so not funny on social media. Yeah, it, it, it's like you have this era where everyone's trying out, you know, co- like comedy through social media. Yeah, and it's like even with the edits and stuff, it <laughs> sucks. Like, I'm like. <laughs> This is just this is a wow factor kind of thing and doing some crazy shit or just saying some crazy stuff and it's like I don't know it's it's really but even those people kind of like music they find their fans right like and it's like I would never listen to that I never go to this person's concert but like this is maybe a little shade Amy Schumer for example right professional comedian. I have personally never laughed at her stand-up really? material. Never. And I'm not like, yeah. Amy, like I've watched it and I tried. And she's not the only one. There's a lot of people who are just like, no, I don't lie. It's interesting with stand-up comedy because like it has to really grab you like the first five, ten yes. minutes. You know yes. what I mean? Or you you switch it off. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to get somebody back. That you If I've decided you're not funny, right. even if you make me laugh, I'm like, nope, that's still not funny. <laughs> but if I kill you in the first ten minutes, right. then I'll be like, oh, I like that a lot. But what I was going to say about Amy Schumer is there are people who think she's hilarious. Right. And she doesn't need my approval well, she's to like, rock. Yeah, one of the biggest. You yes. Know, and it's wild. a perfect yeah. example of like, I think a lot of times as creators, we think everybody needs to like us. Right. And it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. The people who like you just really need to rock with you. And you'll be, it's like Tech Nine. Like, I, I follow his, like, thing so much because he's not big as far as, like, traditional right. streams and stuff. But he's always in the top 10 rappers as far as, like, income per year. Right, right, right. right. Because he's owned his music, yep. he sells his merch, and he tours. And, like, that to me is better than being. Super famous. We're talking about Tech Nine, the rapper from Kansas City, not, not Philly. Tech Nine, rapper, yeah, 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 the battle yeah, rapper exactly, from Philly. Yeah. Um, um, that was all. That always confused me. By the way, I that, hadn't. That, I, yeah. yeah, that because I grew up like listening to both, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Tech Nine, Kansas City, he, independent, like OG had had built his business on yeah. hip hop stuff, and then Tech Nine, the battle rapper in Philly, like. He's super like speci- like that's a specific scene, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. him too, but yeah, I was like was like baffled by the fact that it was two Tech Nines. Me and, too, and exact <laughs> same name, yeah. and they were both cool. Like, yeah, yeah, we exactly. ain't really doing the exact same thing, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. But one of my boys is a humongous Tech Nine of Kansas City fan. Yeah. Every time he comes near him, right, five hour drive, he goes. Yeah, and I'd rather have you know a thousand of those fans than a million people who just like your videos oh, but ain't sure. trying to go to a show or buy your special like i'm the same thing like i you know my market has been very niche too and what i realize is and i and a lot of kids always ask me for advice especially like a lot of young asian kids yeah. and i tell them like you know they they put, a lot of them think it's like it's, it's getting hopeless for them and it's like they're, they're like depressed like yo it's not I'm not popping I'm like right, right. yo it, there is a market for everybody and what you do what you sound yeah. like you can't be chasing a wave you know what I no. mean because at that point it's already too late yeah because you know then I you're mean? trying to do everything like we were just talking before you came uh, Lil Nas X I felt like, right. like somebody's the father Old, Old Town Road yeah, yeah. like <laughs> so his whole thing I hadn't heard of him yeah you know what I mean because I used to work at ADD and the the young kids there kept me abreast of right. all the new music, right, but right. now that I back home, it's just like <laughs> I'm I'm back to not like knowing DJ premiere at the crib or what was going like, like, If I don't already know about you, it's hard for me to find out. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about like he he mixed country and trap perfectly, right? right? It was dope. I, uh, I liked the song. I so, liked it yeah. a lot. Like, but you wouldn't know that that could be done until you do it. But in the rap game, if that becomes something. 
rappers would be like, okay, this is the wave. Let's let's do that now. And like the same way Migos raps, so the da 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 da. After they did that and found success, everybody else was doing it. And remember when Drake was doing the whole like um, last name ever, first name yeah, greatest? Yeah. Like all these rappers started doing that. But it's like people like Jay Z. Like I've rapped the same way for my whole life. Like my lyrical content has changed. Yeah, and that's why I like uh, four forty four so much because I was like, yes, rappers talk about. Life, like yeah. not. Well, we know rap, you're rich. Right? Yeah. Yes, I don't want to hear Jay Z say I'm rich. I used to sell. Oh, we know that part. Well, you think I was? I was actually curious about this too, because um, you know, four 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 was like definitely a grown adult yeah. album. Yeah. But you think there's gonna be more hip hop where it caters to an like an older audience? You I know? think like, so. I don't even think it's necessarily an older audience, but I think like, have you listened to Offset's new album? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was talking about his, he missed his dad and like you know banging in this and that. I think rappers are finding that people connect with the person as opposed to the like allure. Right. Like I feel like rappers back in the day, uh, a lot of hip hop, it was like like wrestlers. Like Hulk Hogan is a character. He's the American. Then you have the Iraqi guy who he, you mm. know what I mean. Like it was very like caricature yeah, yeah. of these people. And now like wrestlers be having their own YouTube channels and stuff like they be out of character right. more than they be in character yeah, yeah. and people are just as entertained so I think authenticity is winning more than like creating stories and narratives and things like that and people want to because people connect with that so many people don't know their real dad like yeah. we know way more about that than being rich and trapping out the bando and stuff like that like, bro, I grew up in an army base I don't know nothing about that right and I always feel like you know those specific kind of experiences, it's 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 the best to get like really specific with your story yes. than like kind of vague with it. You know yes. what I mean? Like, and nobody can steal your story. Like yeah. with my stand up, that's you know comedians are always afraid of people stealing their jokes, and it's like the more authentic you are to your exact life, the less likely somebody can steal that joke. That's true. Like you can't steal my memory. Yeah, like this yeah. happened to me. Like right, it's right. unlikely that you know the same thing with with rap. Like if you're rapping from your experience, like you as a Korean dude from LA who didn't quite fit in with black people but found yourself, like that part of the story that that story's been told in movies a million times. Right. Like finding your your crew in outside of your culture, you know what I mean? Like that is that story's as old as time. People connect with that even if they're not Asian or battle rappers. Yeah, they yeah. connect with not fitting in and finally finding a place that they call home and being accepted. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like. And that's and then you can rap forever because you're not like okay well now we got to do country and trap like you can appreciate that song or that artist but you don't have to go and try and do that you know right. what I mean like you do what the music that you like and your fans can like Lil Nas X and still listen to your project it, it, it's it's wild just to even hear a rapper that's named a Lil Nas yeah. X isn't it like you're like <laughs> first that, I thought it was Nas I was like Nas has a country album it, like have I been out of Rap that long? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, no. I, I like. I like his stuff, but it's like it's. It's cr wild to me that there's there could just be a rapper with Nas in their name. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, That's a funny point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like just I now. feel like rap heads like that would have been like a blasphemous thing. At, yeah. at, you know what I mean? Like, but you know what's funny? Like kids now are so like if you think about it, the rap you grew up on was what twenty years ago. Yeah. Right. When you were just getting into rap, you weren't listening to the rap from twenty years prior. That's so true, like yeah. Cold Crush Brothers and all that. I'm like, yeah. who? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cool Herc. Like, you heard those names, but you don't really care. So I feel like like my son, he just might start listening to rap. He's 12. Yeah. He don't care nothing about Biggie. Right. Or Tupac. Like, he's much more likely it, to listen to it. I feel like it's hard for them to listen to it because like even, you know, I, I've hung out with some younger like um, cats in their early 20s and stuff. Yeah. And, and they can't even watch like an old movie. Cause yeah. they, they think it looks old, like too old. Like they'll, like I turn on like Matrix, and they'll be like, "What is this goofy stuff?" Like, no, real talk, they For can't, real? they can't watch it. Like, yeah. you know, just it, it just, and then the way I guess it's cut and the movie's moving, like it yeah. just they can't, they, they can't, can't stick with, with it. it. My it's, boy was like, "Yo, you should watch Blazing Saddles. It's one of the best comedies of all yeah, time." <laughs> I turned it on. I was just like. Nah, <laughs> he's like this is hilarious. Like, yeah, but it looks old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jokes look old, and nah, I just turned it off just because of that same thing. Like, maybe it is hilarious, but it's different. Like, I mean, have you seen like Ocean's Eleven, like the original one? I didn't even know that yeah. was a remake. You no, know, there's a, a long... yeah, no, I didn't. Tell. I was on the plane, and you know when they have like the old classic section. Yeah. I went through the classic session. And I was like, "What? Ocean's Eleven? I turned it on. It is a whole other movie. Really? Dude. Yeah, it's a whole. Who's other in movie. that? It's like the Rat Pack. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Jimmy yeah. uh, Stewart. No, uh, not Jimmy uh, Stewart. Uh, um, what's his name? Dean? Is it Dean? Martin? Dean Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, them uh, dudes. Yeah, just a lot of the old classic. Them old dudes, dudes with the <laughs> with the scotch. Yeah, yeah. And it's the like suits. 
It, it just you could tell like this there was like two scenario like two backgrounds. Right. <laughs> it's like where is this this heist is happening in one place. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's wild. Like, definitely, I I never thought I would feel washed. Like being right. a young dude in yes. the scene. Like yes. I always liked being the young dude, and then now it's like, oh damn, I'm the I'm You're the, the old OG. Head. I'm the old yeah. head. Like I'm like wow. Like I don't know how to handle this. It know? happens quick too, and you realize I finally realized like how like our parents are like, you don't know nothing about this music. It's like whatever music you came up with, that is the best. Like right. '90s R and B. Michael Jackson, that is the best. But as a kid, you don't want to listen to your parents' music. Like, I was listening to TLC because my mom was listening to the gospel. Right. You know what I mean? So my kids, they, I mean, my kids really aren't good examples because, like, my youngest son not into nothing that's not soccer video games. Yeah. And my older son is not into music at all. But right. he's really into movies and creative stuff. Well, I mean, that could, it, it, you know, how old's your oldest? Twelve. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like the music stuff kind of starts happening, like, now. Like, you know, 13, 13 14, 14, yeah, you know? yeah. High school, around high school, you exactly. start having your own taste in music. Yeah. Because I was like, he don't ever, like, one time, one summer, he came home from Atlanta, and it was, like, a lot of, he's, he was hanging with his Atlanta cousins. It was all 21 Savage, Migos reference. He yeah, came yeah. home, he was, like, 17, 38. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened this summer? He's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I was trapping in zone six. Because <laughs> back, you had a grill on. Like, he was like, yo, what's good? Man? We were just watching Lord of the Rings. Like, who are you? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's funny how, like, so much of your musical influences is, is your friends. Right. Like, your friends saying, this is, this is dope. Have you heard this? That heavily influences his, like, anyone. You know what I mean? Like, your older siblings, too. That's who decides what's cool for a lot of young kids. I was talking, I was like, I recently did, like, a panel this past weekend, like, an Asian Americans in entertainment panel. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because, like, you know, I'm in my early 30s, but, like, I'm like an OG in like Asian American music. You yeah, know what I mean? Which yeah. is weird because obviously the history is a little newer for us right. like in entertainment in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about these different things. Like in the black community, there's like, there's a lot of like tough love, right? Like yeah. where you get booed off stage, like yes. Apollo open yes. mics and things <laughs> like that. And I kind of was like, I was like going off about like, we need that in our community, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. You know, <laughs> it's like, I feel like that because there's a lot of elements of like, like crazy rich Asians. Like you yeah. came in and that kind of changed the game. But it's right. like, it's not like a crazy movie. You know no, what I no, mean? No. It's, it's like it's it's like an all Asian cast, so that's great. Yeah. But it, it generally it, the story and stuff. It's like more like rom com. You yeah, know? absolutely. So the story just, been told before. The yeah. cast and the background were really new. Yeah. So we're talking about that, and it was like it was. It's difficult because you have like a community that's excited, and then when you hear things like that, it sounds like hating. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. That happens with the black community all the time. Oh, like the, black, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Black Panther was the same thing. Yeah. Like as far as like a superhero story or like a, a coming of age story like the black panther storyline there's very little that was brand spanking new you know what i mean like is that how you felt yeah i mean well no <laughs> no no like at first i was stupid hype mm -hmm. like you know what i mean but people a couple of black people were like man it ain't all that I mean, it is all that because i fire on you it's what it's the best ever yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you really break it down like and i think what it really was it was a representation was so exciting yeah the story like i like the actors and stuff but right. like you know michael b jordan as a villain like that's nothing there was nothing groundbreaking there right it was just with people that looked like us for the first time like yeah. a lot you know what I mean? Like you it was, can't, it's hard to criticize a movement. What? <laughs> you can't, yeah, like what? It's that movie's perfect, and yeah. Bill Street could talk perfect. Those are those are like, crazy rich Asians too. Like I couldn't come out and say anything about that. No, shit. Like, I, might get, I might get backlash for this. Right? I, I was watching David So. Uh, I, I think it might have been David So, and he was just like, ah. You know, right. and people were like, "No, it's the best thing ever." Yeah, they, you shut up, very they opinionated us, too. So, he, will know. they give us another one if you talk like this? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. But for me, like, I even even with Crazy Rich Agents, I was like, first of all, the first thing I took away from that movie is I need to go to Singapore. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. like, fam, I didn't know Singapore is like Vegas of the world. Yeah, like, yeah. it looks crazy. I've got a Singapore, but it's not like you're not gonna hang with that squad unless you That's got money. Like, I went there, I was like, that, that was not it. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was not I your was experience. Eating street food, you know. Like, I got <laughs> sick. Like, it was just a whole other experience. Like, <laughs> getting sick just made Singapore just a regular city. Now, the fact that you're just like, I yeah, had yeah, a no, couple no, yeah. street meets and no, I, no, no. Singapore is nice. Like, I mean, there, there's, there's. It's it's one of the nicer you know spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like super dope for for those communities. The thing that I'm most happy about is like Hollywood is is seeing that it doesn't have to be just white people 
right. for it to be successful. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's other people who are so I mean, even like marginalized communities are even more excited. Like we'll take anything. You know what I mean? And we won't bad talk it. Even if we don't like it, like we'll go support it because we want the opportunity to have other stuff. Same with Asian people. I mean, actually, black Asian people and then Mexican people have even less opportunities in Hollywood than black people. Like we complain. But you ain't you don't see it before sing, uh, Crazy Rich Asians you didn't see any Asian lead that wasn't in like yeah. a fighting. Field. I mean, I trip out on my, on certain things about that, like especially in music, right? Like yeah. I don't understand why there hasn't been like an Asian female pop star, you know, like right. whatever, like you know whether they're selling like sex or whatnot. It's like it's just like considering like a lot of people talk about you know fetishizing Asian women, like people like right. Asian women. Oh yeah, it's like I, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a pop star. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah, I just, Janae Eichel probably is she one of the biggest Asian? She, yeah, stars? she's half, and you know. But it's like, yeah, but there isn't like a full Asian. No, like she's, you're right. You know, yeah. Dang. Yeah, None. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, you know? Wow. And Asian people love singing. They love covering songs all day. You yeah, know? Like, I know. That's the, that's the, if you go to a karaoke in Koreatown, we have like top five songs that people sing and like Korean girls always sing like Alicia Keys, Fallen. Like that's really? like, a, that is like in the. That's if there was like a karaoke billboard chart, that's in the top five. It's weird songs. That one, Radiohead's "Creep," like is like up there. Wonderwall from Oasis. Uh, is that Oasis or something? I oh, yeah, those aren't even in the same like stratosphere. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's completely weird. different. They just pull on a Korean heart string that. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. It's a Korean violin string. I don't know what it is. Is, is "Don't Stop Believing" up there? No, that's that's what white karaoke. Oh man, I go hard. That, for, okay. Oh, I what? feel like that that is a that's definitely white bill, white karaoke billboard charts. Everybody has a different thing. Love I feel it. like yeah. No, that's I a feel classic. like I only sing that when I when it's that um, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Beastie Boys, um, one of the Beastie Boys songs. I only enjoy those at karaoke yeah, yeah, function, yeah. not in any other in any other place. I, I've seen a lot of those songs done like more in like the public bar karaoke's where it's like it's open yeah yeah in yeah k-town yeah. K it's more like the private the little rooms, rooms and yeah stuff. and the little rooms and i think that's where like they go off because they're like oh no one is <laughs> watching like close the door and hit the alicia keys and we yeah, going yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i was gonna talk about your the, the stand-up stuff um like because i saw footage of you in like a church yeah and, and you were like roasting cats in the church mm -hmm. and I, that was something that i found like really interesting because that i haven't really seen too much of like yeah. a comedian in the church and like all of a sudden like roasting cats and you know yeah i mean people were enjoying it it was just like i, I hadn't seen that is that something that like do you do you play churches or yeah so the thing is i do stand that's probably my sister-in-law i was roasting i think um uh i i started in church, like my first stand-up performance was at a church talent show, yeah. and then um, I I like kind of honed my craft. Excuse me, I honed my craft in comedy clubs, which I'm really grateful for because like if you can make somebody who like doesn't want to be there or drunk, if you can make them laugh, then you can really make somebody mm -hmm. laugh. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people come to comedy shows for a variety of reasons. Coming to laugh is not often one of them. Sometimes they just wanted to go out. <laughs> right, they were right, going right. to the club later. Their girl wanted to do it. Like it was just a thing to do. A but lot of like, people don't have experience with going to stand up yes, shows too. That's yes, one thing I noticed. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I do a lot of churches mainly because they see a lot of people and they are not in the business of renting themselves out. So mm. they don't cost as much. Like no, if you yeah. rent a, like I would to rent the Wiltern, which seats like I don't know fifteen hundred or whatever. It cost me seven, eight grand, maybe more than that yeah. with all the people. But a church that size, like some of them are my fans. They're like, ah, oh, we'll give it to you for free with that, the volunteer. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, or like a thousand bucks or two thousand. So I can then pass that cost off to my customers because I don't have to, you know, pay as much. So yeah. I, I don't have to uh, charge fifty and eighty. I can charge. 30 and 40. So you're like, I'll just pretend to be Christian and then no. I'll <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, and then get the venue for free. <laughs> no, yeah. But I found like, I, because my comedy is so clean and the guys who tour with me, right. they work clean. Like, and, you talk, and you talk about, like you're a man of faith, so like you talk yeah, about. Yeah, I talk things. about, yeah. you know, church stuff. You know, that's where I got my start in life and in like comedy. Right. Like most, when I first did stand up, every joke was either about growing up black or black church. Like literally about whoopings, yeah. black parents, or stuff in the church. So now that I've had more life experience and I'm married, I have kids, like I have more stuff to draw from, from but I always close with church material because yeah. it's the funniest stuff to me and yeah. usually the funniest stuff to the audience. But I found that like, 
uh, churches, we love entertainment. We love concerts. We love shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and now churches are more open to the idea. Because when I first started, like, it was like, God isn't funny. You shouldn't be making people laugh. This yeah. is serious. This is your life and death and your eternal life. You know, I remember one time we were doing a show in Washington. And one of the people who were high up in the church, she was like a pastor's wife. But she was well-respected. Yeah. She got mad. This is like, this is not of God. And like walked out. Oh, wow. And people just were like, well, we can't laugh now. We might go to hell. <laughs> and we just kept going. They were yeah. like, they were laughing by yeah. the end. They're just like, look, we're just going to have to get in trouble later because this is too right, funny. Right, right, right. And the thing that's funny is like people, we make fun of church, but we just didn't do it on stage. We used to do it after church True. Yeah. in people's houses. So we just did all we did in the parking lot. Yeah. We just moved it to a stage or to YouTube. And that difference like pissed a lot of people off. It was like, fam, we, this is like a inside baseball thing you don't we don't put our flaws out in front of the world i thought it was i thought it was great and it was something that like i hadn't really seen too much of yeah, you know, yeah. where you're doing like a, you know pretending to be a pastor right and, right and, and roasting and yeah stuff. but it was like it, it didn't feel like out of pocket you know right. what I mean? well like, i'm not like it's like you know like you're an asian person there's some inside asian jokes that only other asians are yeah, gonna get exactly. like asian parents like you have to be familiar with the culture yes. of it if you're going to make fun of it. Exactly. Because, I, I mean, even with battle rap, like, the one thing I did well in was that, like, I'm in tune with the culture. More than being able to rhyme words, yeah. it's like I understand Latino culture, you know, yes. black culture. Black, when you see a battle rapper who's like... Who, like um, who's who's attacking somebody and it sounds super racist. You could just tell yeah. he's not approaching it the right way, or he's at. Ex you can tell a right. person's background and experience in right. certain cultures. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I remember, like you know, when Russell Peters, when he he has a lot of sets where he's so specific to the different types of Asians. You yes. know, breaking down Vietnamese, Chinese, Korean. You could tell that dude like grew up with yes. every type of. And he Asian. knows what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that gives you a pass, like. Yeah. When people make fun of the black church and they don't know what they're talking about, they usually say the pastor's stealing money. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing they say. And that is so far from the truth for most people. Right, right, right. Like, most pastors are broke or working a regular job. Yeah. Like, what you know, what's what's more likely to happen is the pastor's spending all his money on the church than stealing. Right. But if you don't grow up in the church, you only hear the headlines of the four right, or five right. pastors who the steal mega money. Churches. The mega churches. or yeah. who cheat on their wife or whatever the case is. But that's not the right. average. See, most churches are like, this is a crazy stat. Most black churches or most churches in America have less than 40 members. So yeah. that's nobody's getting rich right. off of 40 right. people. But the people that make the news are the four or five people who have the humongous churches in the humongous cities. But right. That's just not the average thing. So we make made fun of the stuff that if you grew up in black church or, you know, uh, church in general, you get that stuff. Yeah. Like you didn't realize it was I mean, you knew it was funny at the time, but not like how funny that really is. Yeah, it's right. so abnormal to regular yeah. life like nobody goes on a sunday people most people chill on sundays yeah we spent 10 12 hours in a place every sunday and didn't even think nothing was wrong with it you know right, what i mean so right. i'm just speaking to those people and that ain't even my kids uh life anymore like yeah. church doesn't people don't even have church that much now yeah so and plus since i travel so much we don't even go as much as i did as a kid like right 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 when i was a kid we went on vacation to more church like we'd have conventions, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, let's go out of town and go do more church with more church nah, people. I grew, like, I grew up in the church too, so I remember going to like the the retreats, yes. you know, where you're like pretty much giving all yourself to Christ. Like, yes, you know, I'd, I'd be there, and it was like, it's like it's it was so intense. Where you know, like the the final prayer session, and everyone's right. closing their eyes, and it's like, come up, come up, if you're ready to give yourself to Christ. And I'm like looking around, like, is anybody else going up? Like, <laughs> I was like, like opening my eyes, like, who's walking up? <laughs> See that experience right there. You grew up in LA yeah. in Koreatown. Yeah, yeah, Koreatown. And I grew up on military base. I grew up in El Paso, Texas first, and then moved around in military yeah. bases. But that experience, we both had that exact experience. And that's kind of why my comedy works. Cause it's like if you grew up when I grew up, the chances are we had this and we both grew up poor, both going through the racks at Ross and Burlington Co. Factory looking yeah. for a FUBU shirt. Like yeah. but we're different races in different parts of the country. But that thing is so universal that right. people laugh at that. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, so and, and like that's the same thing we're talking about that specificity, you know what I mean? About our experiences. Yes. Like someone was able to relate to it, whether it's an Asian household, a Absolutely. black household, whatever. And you think that, like, when you're growing th through it, you think that's just you. Like, I did a, a video uh, a couple weeks ago about, like, drinking water. I saw this meme was, like, drinking water out of the side of the hose on the house. 
right? And you think that's just you and your friends. Yeah. And I made a video about that and it got like millions of views. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. everybody in the 80s and 90s was drinking water out of the side of the yeah, hose yeah, on the yeah. house. Like, that's not universal to me. Right, we, right, right. we couldn't come in the house. Like, we had to go outside and play. Don't come back till it's dark. Yeah. So how do you eat or drink? Well, that's the only water. We didn't have no money. We had no nothing. Right. It's just like when we watch Bear Grylls survival thing, like, bro, I, I know that. We had to leave the house at 7 o'clock yeah. and come, come back till 7.30. Yeah. No lunch money and no lunch. Like, my mom never gave us lunch. Like, how are you going to get it? <laughs> hey, these berries are edible. Honeysuckle. <laughs> side of the hose, side of the house water hose. Like, we just made do. We were black as night and skinny, but we made it. You and know I'm what sure mean? you see it a lot because I've seen, you know, a lot of the social media posts that you'd have are a lot of things that kind of, you can see the comments and people can relate to it. Yes. Like, one of the things that just blew up that you did was the chip thing, the um, where you rate the chips. And, you know, I'll tell you this, that... that I understand why it went viral because right. I feel like no one has really broken that Ooh. down. And I was like thinking in my head, like, how come we like this never has happened? Or I mean, it's kind of obvious. It's not a thing that you would just necessarily like all of a sudden post. And, you know, right, right. But, but it was so cool that like you just saw a snack pack thing and you were like ranking it. Yes. And because in my head, like I remember growing up on it and like the like the. It was always Fritos left at the end of the always. thing, you know. Uh, and like, that's how I started it because I came in the green room. There's a full box, right? And my brother was eating Fritos when everything else was available. I'm like, "What are you doing? Right, right, Fritos right. is not a first chip." My boy said, "This is so funny." <laughs> he said, not "A first chip." <laughs> Frito, he said, "Fritos are the gaslight. Right, you don't right. eat them. You that's to tell you that you're running right. out of chips." I, and I, I, in that clip, uh, I mean, if, if people who aren't familiar, it's, it's it was like there was a snack pack with you know. Um, Doritos, Cool Ranch, uh, che uh, Cheese Cheetos, Fritos, um, what was like? Barbecue. Barbecue chips. And, uh, you know, the classic, yeah. classic, classic joints. Glaze, yeah. so, and there was like a, a post that he had, I guess they were in the green room and it, it, like three or four of y'all were like ranking <laughs> like <laughs> What's the one, order through, to one through five, the order of like popularity to yeah. whatnot. And it was it was great because like I was like I was start <laughs> me and the homies watching it we're creating our list like we're the, I'm at the dry erase board like let's break this down let's figure this and out and people were so dead serious right. like if you love Cool Ranch then that's first yeah. and if you don't love Cool Ranch it's like you crazy you picking barbecue or or classic lays that's why that that when you guys were going back and forth on that there was like some madman who put like Fritos at like yes like Tony two or something I was like two? what like are you crazy <laughs> I was like, who Fritos? is this psychopath putting Fritos at number two? Like, I know you've choked 18 pigeons to death barehanded if you're eating Fritos number I two. I was like, what are you, are you Benjamin Button? Or are you like a 50-year-old, five-year-old? Like, what are you, what is? Exactly. Like, it was confusing. But actually, uh, uh, Jason, could you grab something from me? I, I, I bought it. I bought this, like, uh, snack pack, actually, because I wanted to. This is like... But it's a different snack pack. Okay. I wanted to switch it up. Yeah, well, this is like the spicy a one. Spicy party mix. Yeah, but there's another one actually in the bag too. So I wanted to like, this is this is this is just like, Whew. this is the real like, <laughs> this is the super yes, bad so. household <laughs> pack right here. Like, because this is all spicy. You're already yes. starting from you know, yeah. everything in there is spicy. Everything's spicy here. So I didn't we guys had that many different versions of Cheetos. Well, there's uh, the Cheeto Puffs, the spicy Cheeto Puffs, the regular uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. This is the extra, extra, extra. Like, you're an extremely bad parent if you just wow. have this laying around. Like They actually banned all those from my kids' school because kids were eating them oh, yeah. and then rubbing their eyes. And they kept having to sit kids home. They're like, look, just no more spicy this chips, is, you freaking idiot like kids. This is crack for kids. At, they, bro, it's like prison cigarettes. <laughs> like, they were trading those in Takis. It's like, fam, what is going on this, here? This is how addicted to hot Cheetos <laughs> I was. If there was a random kid on the block and I'm just passing by this kid, he's eating, eating hot Cheetos, I'd walk up to him and be like, yo, could I get some? <laughs> like bumming a smoke? Like, yeah. Hey, let like, me get a couple of those, man. About, so this is this is the spicy party mix. I mean, this is kind of more new age. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like, if, there was a few of these like, that weren't those? even around. All right, do you want to rank these? Yeah. All right. Let me see it. Yeah. This is, okay, so we got spicy nacho, flamas. You see, that one I'm not familiar I've with. I've never even I'm seen this. I'm not familiar with that one. But okay. have you tried the spicy Funyuns? No, no. I've oh, seen them, but I haven't tried them. Are fire. they good? Yeah, they're good. So I probably would go spicy nacho first. Um, flamas. Spicy nacho is kind of a classic in yeah, general. Yeah, absolutely classic. 
Flama's second, probably. Have you tried those? No, they just I, I, I really like the tried packaging. Yeah. The packaging looks good. It's got Have you tried the extra, extra, extra flaming hot no. cheese compared to that? Oh, you haven't tried no. that. Yeah. I tried these two, but I've never tried the extra, extra, extra. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably go flaming hot next. Yeah. Uh do you like flaming hot Cheetos? No. Oh, you don't? No. That's but the, yeah, that's who I that's what I would go with next. Right. Do your kids like it? Kids love it. Yeah. Kids love flaming hot Cheetos and Takis. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Remember yeah. that song? Yeah, Hot Cheetos. That, that was Cheeto. a fire song, by the way. <laughs> they should have had a career. Yeah, when that came out, I was <laughs> like, this like, is fire. My kids are like, this is the rap music that we were looking for. Uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos, Crunchy Necks, uh, Flaming Hot Funyuns, and then the extra, extra, extra Flaming right. Hot. Because okay. that looks... That looks like hell. This is more of a classic mix. Yes. Um, this is the best bag, by the way. This is a great bag, actually. This has everything in here right. is edible. This right. is actually harder to rank than the original one. Th th I, I think so. But th I'm glad y'all ranked actually the original one because that is the classic. Yeah. Like, you got to rank that That was one. the first one that came out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't even find that mix actually when I went to the market right <laughs> really? now. Really? Like I was like, we're, you know, this is like classic because these sell these. way more. Okay, so this is actually a difficult one because you have... Even the Fritos is like the chili, chili cheese, cheese Fritos, Fritos, which is fire. They you hit know? on a different level. Yeah, so we have right here, we have the sour cream and onion, which is classic, barbecue lays, Cheetos, uh, chili cheese Fritos, the Cool Ranch, and nacho cheese. This is a pretty hard one, this actually. This is much yeah. harder. I would go, Cool Ranch is always the first for me. Cool Ranch? I love okay, Cool Ranch. A, yeah. Uh, then I probably would go chili cheese Fritos. Chili cheese Fritos. Those are so good. Yeah. Sour cream and onion would be next. Okay. Nacho cheese. So you cheese. like that over the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nacho cheese. Actually, Cheetos and then barbecue would be last in this. Wow. For me. Right. Because uh, sour cream and onion is lit. It is lit. And Cheetos, I, I can get, I prefer puffs. Right. Actually, I'll switch those. If those were puffs, it'd be, it'd be five and six. Yeah. But crunchy of this thing is last. I feel like that the Cheetos has the the cheese ones have lost a lot of popularity over the years. Yes, they have. <laughs> yeah. they, there's so many different versions of Cheetos now yeah. that like original Cheetos right. are like, "We started this." Right, right. Y'all right. forgot about us. Yeah. And y'all wouldn't be be here if it wasn't for us. Yeah, kids like, kids right, will man. look at like cheese Cheetos <laughs> like like it, it's washed. Like they won't even look at it like Cuz there's so many different versions. Yeah. Yeah, go okay. what's yours? Um uh, I damn this one's actually pretty hard if if I do look at it, but I think barbecue would be last in my in my. I'm list. okay with that, just because barbecue is a classic. Yes, you know, but it doesn't excite me. You know? No, it's <laughs> like, just like oh, they got barbecue chips. All right, 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 right. I exactly. ain't mad. I ain't exactly excited, but I ain't mad. Yeah, I don't usually see people choosing barbecue first. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, the first thing I would probably go was e either Cool Ranch or. Or yeah, I think Cool Ranch would be number one mm -hmm. to be on this. My kind of guy. I think Cheetos maybe second, and then Chili Cheese Fritos third. Yeah. Or tie for third sour cream and onion, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then uh, nacho cheese and barbecue probably last. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm classic. okay with that list, dumb. Okay, cool, cool. That doesn't upset me at all. I, like, have you become like the authority of the list? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I think this might have helped the virality. Nobody had the exact same ranking. Yeah. Uh, so many people had different opinions. Like it was either you have Doritos up front or Fritos up front and that yeah. upset people. But uh, I haven't yet become the ranking guy, but I, I would do it. Yeah. Like we were doing this thing on our podcast called One Gotta Go, which is kind of like the inverse of that. You pick like four right. things or six things and like one of those goes forever. So like, it's been taken off really well. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. just a thing that's been on the internet yeah, forever. Right. It's very like, internet, yeah. We did not create that. Yeah, I don't yeah. even proclaim to create that like we just started doing the talking yeah. version of it because people just would post it and yell in the comments and i was in a show in uh alabama last weekend and i'm coming to the hotel and the lady at the front desk i'd never seen her before she's working there she's like kev and i'm like huh like this is <laughs> after the show it's like midnight yeah, yeah. i'm like huh she's like morgan freeman gotta go how you gonna kick out denzel right, right. i was like what <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah it was such a random thing to be yelled at by a stranger <laughs> And then she's like, well, I love what y'all doing, though, but no, it's, you it's, can't it's, keep Morgan Freeman. You it, keep Denzel. Yeah, I mean, series <laughs> like that is great because it's like it's like a thread, right? It's yeah. like people can engage in yes. interaction. Like Battle Rap, like there isn't, no one judges those anymore. Really? It's yeah. just in the comments. Yeah, because. Three old body. To yeah, it's because people, I think, I think they stopped judging it because, first of all, it is kind of a hard thing to judge. Yeah. It's like preference of like. Absolutely. Know, who connects with you? But uh, I think they do. They did want more of like uh, enga engagement where yeah. people are like arguing and arguing you know. in the comments. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like and that's the thing about the chip thing. Like 
whether you agreed with my list or his list, you had something to say. Yeah. And I found like relatability and conversation is better than like the status quo. Like if people don't engage your content enough to comment, yeah. then the, your chances of having success are relatively small. And I found most of my videos that go viral aren't even me trying to be funny. It's just relatable. That chip thing was right. relatable. Like, you know what I mean? It's not Yeah, that like, wasn't your classic, you know, like bring up a clip and you're commenting on it. It yeah. was literally just. It's literally. Uh, I really only pulled my phone out because I hadn't posted anything on my Instagram stories. And I'm like, oh, this would be fun. But then right. it, it ended up being two minutes long. And I was like, well, that's kind of too long for stories. So I just, and I hadn't made a video that day. That's so, yeah, that's so crazy. Just seeing that clip. It, I mean, it was obviously just a natural thing where you guys are just yeah. in the green room or whatever. But I was like. It was, it was just so it was funny so, and relatable. And the crazy hell, thing, though, like we're negotiating with Fritos for brand deals. Are you serious? Yes. Oh man, that's for stuff amazing. that's like with Frito Lay, like they were like so okay. impressed with the amount of like engagement. They were just that like, chips don't got. shit on our yeah. Well, even that's the thing; <laughs> they didn't even care oh, yeah, because yeah. Pe- like what well, they own all they of them. own them yeah. all. Oh, yeah. So obviously, in order to get the other five, you gonna get these Fritos, right. whether you eat them or not. That's up to you. What, but you gonna buy? Like, we're trying to revamp the Frito. <laughs> We need you to make Fritos cool again. Right. <laughs> I would totally do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping we lock that down. But the fact of like, you work so hard on comedy or whatever, and yeah. this off chance video right. that you just make for fun. That's not probably the one you expected to. Yeah. Of all the hard work, I'd be like, man, I've made so many. <laughs> like, like the stuff I think is one? funny. Yeah. Like the stuff I do that I really think is funny. Yeah. Hardly ever goes as viral as the stuff that I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, right. I'm just. Like, that's why I just post everything. I let the people decide what's funny right. or not. Because my personal favorites, I'm like, now this is going to change my life. No, yeah. no, it ain't. It Has there been um, like a certain, um, I mean, for the most part, when I see the stuff like you you, you talk about or rant on, mm-hmm. you know, that, like a lot of people rock with you on it. Has there been something people are just like, no, this is not. Yeah, there's right. been like, some things like, I remember one specifically, I was, <laughs> I was making fun of, t- Taylor Swift was like dancing or twerking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was the most <laughs> awkward right, right. thing like and cringe. I was I just lit her up yeah. I was just like she's not particularly likable to right. me and her dancing was just atrocious and I lit her up and people were mad like her her fan base everybody yeah because she, like she was she was kind of yeah the Taylor hive, yeah. the Swift hive the Swifters the Swiffer <laughs> picker uppers yeah because she was super skinny and I was like you need you need curves to twerk. Right, right, right. You look right, like right. a like a, like a skeleton twerking. Right, right, right. And they were like, "You're body shaming her." Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. they came at me hard. Right. So I I ended up deleting the video because my boy was like, "If you're not gonna be a roaster of people, like if that's not your main thing, then just take it down because it's not gonna be like your type of content. It's kind of an outlier for you anyway." But there's been, I mean, there's been a there's been a lot uh, over the years of people being upset. Actually, the thing that I'm doing now that's upsetting people the most, Christian people specifically, I do this Ask a Podcast, the one that you were on, and Christian people were so mad that I'm talking to people that are not saved or living in sin and not like trying to get them saved on the podcast. So I like, I had a transgender woman on the podcast. They were so mad. I mean, damn that that's interesting. So they're getting mad at you, not like criticizing Christianity or nothing like that, but just because you're not, because I'm not on video trying to convert that person (laughs) to Christ. And I'm like, like, if you think about it, right, like, we've known each other for a couple of years through the videos, right? And, if, and I know you grew up in church, but say you did it, yeah. right? Say I asked you to be on that podcast for the first time ever to talk about battle rap. And I'm like, but are you saved? Do you know Jesus? How often do you go to church? Do you want to pray right now? Like, what are the chances of success that in your first conversation right. that would happen? <laughs> right, like, right. That's hardly ever going to be successful. Yeah. Like. Uh, I was talking to Tim about this. Like, I've known Tim for years, like, chopping up with him all the time. Like, no, he's, you know, his girlfriend, they're having premarital sex. Like, I never say nothing about that, but we just dapping it up, chopping it up. Like, like, what's happened a lot in my life, people have hit me on the side, like, yo, could you pray for me? I know you're a Christian, stuff like that. But since nobody sees that, people assume that I'm not, like, a Christian to their liking. Well, also, it's like, to me, it's like, if you have fans and you know how to reach people, like, leave the marketing of Christianity to me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like there's been, I mean, I feel like there's things in the marketing that Christianity can rebrand. I'm like, is a megaphone on the corner really the best way to get people on board with this? You know what I mean? I'm like, just yelling at me. You're going to hell. It's it's probably not the best marketing tool. You might need a little piece. We are a publicist. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm on board with and that. And Jesus' whole thing was love. 
Right, like that right, was his right. whole thing. And people, we don't want that. Like I realized that with that show, people don't want love. They want you to listen to my way. Right. And they don't want you to be like, hey, man, I understand. Like, if you were to try to convert somebody, you would first have to have a relationship with them because you can't talk about people's eternal life if you don't even know right. their regular life. Like, I feel like get it's, it's interesting with, like, Christian rap, right? Because I have a yeah. friend who, you know, um, came up really, you know, calling himself a Christian rapper. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like that's... And he kind of struggled with it for a long time because yeah. he was like, you know, I... And I told him, so I was like, bro, I don't think you need to call yourself a Christian rapper. Like, you just should a just, rapper. You should be a rapper, but and you can still, you know, you yes. know, tell your story. But I feel like already, if you call yourself a Christian rapper, it already turning people, certain people off. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, Absolutely. I, I feel like there's they think a, you should only talk about Christianity related stuff. Exactly. In your lyric, and that's the same thing with me. Like, people are like, "Are you a Christian comedian?" And I'm like, I'm a comedian who's also Christian. The same right. way I could play in the NBA and be, I'm kind of, I'm not a Christian NBA player, right. like. I play in the NBA, but I'm also a Christian. There's a lot of people who are like that. Like, yeah. that's Christian is not a job title. Right. And you if you want I mean? to spread your message, like, I don't think that's the best way to get them, too. It's through you know? your life. Yeah. Your life is your best marketing. Like, people see me with my wife. I don't cheat on her. I respect her. Raising my kids. That's more of a broadcasting of Christianity than talking to this transgender woman and telling her that she's wrong right. and she needs to go back to her original sex. Right. Like, you well, know what I mean? So it was like you, you just asking... Uh, her just asking her question, trying to understand, right. how, like what the, and that's really the premise of the whole show. Like, what's your thought process? How did you get here? What can people learn? It's funny, like in that show, she taught me and Jay, uh, the other hosts, that pronouns are very important in mm -hmm. transgender community. You already knew this, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like, if you guys don't know, like, people will say like she and her are my pronouns, right, or me or uh, he, him, or whatever, right. So I didn't know that before yeah. then. So it's funny that when I went to, I was on set a couple of weeks ago and there was a, a, a non-binary person on set that we were working with. And the director was like, hey, Kev, I don't know if you are familiar, but the person we're working with is non-binary and uh, their pronouns are they. Are you familiar with like pronouns and their importance? And I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, Thankfully, yeah. because of that episode, right, right. like, Two months ago, right. I was able to understand the importance of that and how that makes people feel safe. And we had a great episode. And I was like, whether people are upset or not, like in L.A., like, and that's the other thing. Uh, L.A. is not like most cities. Right, right. Like, it's very progressive. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and a lot of people in America ain't rocking with none of that. Right. Like, you live in, in, in like, middle America, rural Georgia. Right. It ain't none of that he, her pronouns. No, right, it's right. men, women. Right. Like, and they don't, and they're, they also never come in contact with people like that. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to be upset with someone you never have to interact with. But when you have to work with them, like, literally that day I was on set, that was my scene partner for, like, six hours. So I didn't have, to, you know, and I, that's my job. That's how I feed my kids is getting along with this person. So luckily I had that one interaction with this podcast. So I understand the importance of that. And for me, I can be a better Christian because now, and the funny thing about the, the person on that set, she grew up in the black church mm. or they grew up in the black church. That part's still kind of hard. Uh, they grew up in the black church <laughs> right, and right, right. Um, their mom was a, is a pastor, right. like currently. So she knows everything I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to get her on none of that stuff. Like, if your parents are pastors, you've had that conversation. Right. So if your parents can't upset, accept you uh, with the way you want to live your life and love you the same, then I can do the same thing. Mm. And I feel like that all changed for me. It had really nothing to do with Christianity. It was my kids. Like, before right. I had my sons, I was like, gay people are wrong. And if my son's gay, I'm going to be mad. And all, like, all this stuff right. that I kind of been taught in the church. But when I first held my son, I was like, Man, this is my baby. Like right, I don't right. care what he does. That's true. Yeah, if he's yeah. gay. He, you come to my house for Thanksgiving. Right. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I just when I was and he was like preemie, so he's literally like this big, like his head, his legs. And I was like, fam, you you do whatever. Like as long as you're not hurting people, right. like you're not like a killer or robbing people. If you love a dude. You can still come to my house. I mean, it, cha it changes. It's like, you know, what are you going to be? Just like angry and not have a relationship? You know, mm -hmm. like even with my dad and, you know, my dad was more on the stricter side. So right. you know, me and my sister, we were wild teens and right. getting blasted with tattoos. Like my sister is tatted up from like neck down. Really? You know what I mean? And like, they, they, you know, he was like mad about that. But after like, after, you know, she gets to a certain age, it's like, you're just going to be mad. What are, like, what are you going to be mad for the rest They're of They're permanent. Years? Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a wrap. Like it's not, there's no going back on this. You know, like you can't even get that removed at this point. Like, So did your dad just be like one day like, ah, 
forget it. Yeah, right? you know, we don't care. You know right. what I mean? It's like you know, we're all we're just we're all grown now, and, yeah. and you know, when we we didn't end up in jail. Absolutely. You know, it's like that's it, good enough. Yeah, that's exactly. a great start for a parent. Like I think it's funny because I played basketball my whole life, and I was like, man, I'm gonna help my kids. They gonna hoop and this and that. Right. Man, my oldest son was so trash. <laughs> I mean, chess. He was physically gifted as yeah. far as like speed. Right. But it's like coordination. You had, you had oh, a slight disappointment. Man, like, this ugh. team used to get blown out <laughs> 60 to 3. They would turn the scoreboard off. Oh, my God. And he would be so fast he could run and steal the ball from you, but then he would just dribble it out of bounds That's every time. That's funny to be like, yeah, my son is just trash. He was <laughs> awful, but he's super creative. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he creates stop motion videos. He yeah. writes movie scripts. That's, he, yeah, like, that's creates characters online and then orders them, like, so I'm like, let's focus your energy on what you like. Like, he was playing basketball because I put him in there. Like, yeah. he never really wanted to play. So I'm like, but, you know, growing up, I was like, you need to play sports because that's how we grew up. But I'm like, man, this dude is creative. First of all, much safer than, like, playing football right. and stuff. And you can you can make money earlier. But outside of all that, if my boy likes to create, let him do that. Right. I'm not going to force you into – but I did tell him, you're going to do something. So yeah. if you don't play sports, you're going to do something. Right. Piano – Create your stuff, yeah. you, but you're not going to be at the house just chilling. You know what yeah. I mean? My younger son's amazing at soccer, doesn't play basketball. So I'm like, I had to learn soccer rules and, yeah, and yeah. offsides and stuff. And it was like, man, there's a lot of stuff that goes into soccer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Because there's a like a lot of, th there's certain things in every community, you know, like the yeah, black community like basketball. Like we have, you know, Asians have like piano lessons right, and shit right, like that's right. just like that's a thing we do <laughs> like for, no, for some piano, reason violin. i'm just like i can play like that's like what like but it's like, but it's like I, for us I, I don't know violin and violin doesn't just it doesn't really seem like a thing that's gonna really you know do anything for us right in the future you're gonna play like, for like, the symphony like there's yeah, not like, much opportunity for growth in the violin industry yeah exactly <laughs> at least basketball there's like a, there's a court on every court like yeah. corner you're nobody like, having no pickup violin yeah, games. Yeah, you can't yeah. even play that at, in your apartment. Like, you're going to have neighbors complain. It's a loud instrument. Like, it's really loud. Uh, you can't put that through the headphones. Yeah, even my dad, like, after we got older, it was like, yo, yeah, that was like, we don't know why we pushed you towards <laughs> that one. That's not. <laughs> I love parents admitting mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, man, I actually have no idea. We kind of wasted a lot of your life doing that. And that's my bad. I, that's me, man. It's, I think there's, there's funny things. Like, I, I was just thinking about this. There's things that conflict with um like morals and also yeah. uh like um i don't know like a cultural thing like example is like i remember when i was a teenager i was like smoking weed in my room uh -huh. and i was smoking out of a bong and it was like a like a nice bong yeah yeah so i'm smoking this bong i'm clear like I, and, and i thought my my mom had gone to work she comes in and she catches me like holding this bong like smoke coming out right. of it and I can't, like, I'm not trying to hide. Like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. My mom grabs the bong and she's about to smash it. And I'm like, I stop her. I'm like, mom, that's a really expensive bong. <laughs> she just puts it down. She doesn't break it. Like, that was, I was like, this is the most Asian, like, mom moment I've ever experienced. Like, she knows you're not supposed to be doing drugs, yeah. but I'm also not going to waste this money. Exactly. And I didn't even buy it, but I just cannot waste money. It's just against my core. It was a vase. It was a vase in the, in the house. It was. <laughs> It's a different kind of weed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was just funny. I just, I just keep. I always think about that moment. I always talk to my mom about it. Like That's that. hilarious. Like it's what two hundred dollars. Like don't much? do this again. And what should we sell yeah. the? Is there a business for this? It's so funny. That was definitely that was a moment for sure. Oh, man. Um. Well. So you're on the tour still. Yeah, I'm on the tour. And <laughs> sounds crazy. I saw the list. It looks crazy. Til August. That is wild. From February to August. But that's because I don't want my kids to join a gang. So <laughs> right, right. most people in their right mind, they tour like really hard for right. like two or three months. Yeah. Like four or five shows a week. Right. That, and that actually makes the most business sense yeah. as well. But my wife is like, no. And my kids are like, fam, we can't go three months without seeing you. Like, So we, we go out either Thursday night or Friday morning, shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come back home, spend money through Thursday with the kids. And it extends our, our tour. Yeah. But as far as family life, it's just no, better. I, got, I mean, I got a gang of musician homies that tour. I mean, that could be touring just 100% being on the road. Yeah. But like, you know, like my boy Anderson, you know, he's yeah. like a huge star. 
But like Anderson Pack, yeah, and, and he he definitely like. You're just gonna say that like it's Tom, <laughs> like oh yeah, my boy uh, well, like Barack we, Obama. We, no, we came up together. You know, he was my drummer on tour. No, I yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like he was he was my drummer and the whole band actually, his whole the band. The Free Nationals, yeah, the whole Free Nationals, yeah. They're you all, should be way more arrogant. <laughs> I appreciate you for keeping no, it humble. No, no, no. I, I, you know, those, I mean, it's uh, people who are in the LA music scene, scene like them. Got you know, it. Got it. Thing. He so, is. Yeah. No, yeah, but like he's a, he's a cat. Like he, you know, he, you know, his wife is Korean. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, so and you know, I'm I'm close to their family, but uh, like he makes sure like he comes and you and, know, yeah, and you kill yourself for that. Yeah, because it, man, at the, for me, dumb. At the end of the day, like like this is no shade to bigger stars, but like it's not for me to have eighty million dollars and my kids don't know me. Yeah, like that. I I always say this on my Periscope with my audience, like. My dream, like if I win in this, if when my kids are 25, 27, and they were like, oh, we're coming visit you guys for Christmas. We're yeah. bringing our wives and kids. I win. Right. If I can just get to the point where they still rock with me enough to pull up at Thanksgiving or Christmas. I know if you're married, you got to split the holidays, but come see your boy on one or the other Christmas or Thanksgiving. And if I still have a good place there and I have a house that you recognize, you right. can come pull up. Bro, that's it. I, I, I'm not tripping if they still rock with me enough to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very simple. Like, I just want to do what I love for a living and and see my family and travel. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you'll <laughs> definitely, you'll see somebody who was raised without a parental figure around. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you're like, yeah, you don't want your son to be that dude. <laughs> right, right, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, I mean, I have my own set of daddy issues right. that I'm like, yo, it's like... <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, check out check out Kev on stage's yes. tour with um, a bunch of cats you'll see you've seen online for sure, and yeah. you know on all Def Digital as yep, well. Yep, people yep. on Roast Me right yep. too, um, which is I I loved being part of that show because it was like I was watching it and I called the homie who works at all Def Digital. I was like, yo, I need to put myself to the test. <laughs> that's how that's how I was like, yo, I because I'd be clowning with the homies, but I'm like. This, these dudes are good, you yeah, know. And, yeah. And one thing I and one thing people don't know is like everyone who watches that show thinks they could just roast. Like nah. real talk, it's always been like you see, remember those two cats who yes, Mike and Geo, <laughs> bro. Woo! Those dudes got killed on the day, <laughs> and they were internet famous yeah, for that. For, and I've been telling for, for, people for roasting, right in the car. Yes, so, yeah. it ain't the same. They what you do with your boys ain't what you like. That the, was a good example of that actually. L.A. like those people on that set. Yeah. That was the best that do this. Like, yeah. I hate that show. Like, being on it. Like, I did not feel like I'm on those dudes' level. Right. And some of them jokes, they got between the gloves. I was like, Whoo. And it's not even a, a, like a stand-up comedian thing. It's like, no. the, those cats do that specifically, like, really well. <laughs> right. Yeah, some of them are stand-ups and stuff, but it's like, y'all just do that that's really an innate, well. Like, CP, that's an innate skill he has. Right. Like, more than other comedians. Like, right. I'm not really, f I'm more mean right, right, on right. my roasting thing. Right. Like, CP was wildly creative. You were wildly creative. I just tried to hurt somebody's no, feelings. It, my my whole thing is like I'll have like one liner here and there, but I I I was like trying to get better at like just the the rapidness, yeah, the quickness, the comeback, the and that, stuff. that is something that I I'm not even nearly good at. As well, how you guys can do, which how you guys do that? Yeah. you know what I mean. Like you gotta have wild confidence though. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't know, like at least with stand up. Like, I've done these jokes, right. so I know that this joke has been worked out over years. With roasting, you have no idea if it's funny until the words have left your mouth. Right. And people either laugh or don't laugh. So that feeling of, like, throwing it out there and them not laughing, it's just like, whew, well, <laughs> that didn't work as well as it did in my Everybody head. Everybody has a different style yeah. of doing it. Like, Boo has his own thing. Like it's just rapid fire. roast Boo a lot, but when he's on, oh he my is God. on. He's like fire when he's on. Like, amazing stuff, man. So that... I think we'll look back on that and be like, man, that was. I hope y'all keep doing it, man. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I, 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 it I mean, has I, to come back once a year. I, I, that was one thing. Like, I didn't even care like about money or nothing. Right. Like, I just <laughs> was like, when is the next you one? Like, I was addicted could, to it. Yeah. Like, it was, you want to see where you were. Yeah, seriously. That was yeah. dope, man. I love it. Yeah, but so also, don't, if they don't, don't get cocky, me. I'm telling you right now. Do not get cocky. <laughs> trust me. Like dudes are really oh we from Memphis good. man remember that dude we from Memphis man he got lit yeah he did. Up yeah. the whole episode it, it, it is not you a used game. to see the confidence like a little meter just like right. as the episode goes down and it, like it, and they never asked to be on again like nah I'm good bro I don't right I don't know <laughs> right. I thought y'all was on some right. other stuff like but from when you're watching on the computer oh I'll kill y'all man everybody all the comments and you know oh, people try God. to 
like be like, it's not funny. Like, bro, it's <laughs> funny. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Like, you're tripping. Absolutely. Like, cats are tripping. Absolutely. Oh, my God. But, yo, um, I'm going to look out for your tour as yes, well. Yes, sir. I, 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 I still haven't seen you guys live, so I want to go check LA, it out. LA, the, the first LA show just sold out. Okay. I'm cool. going to get you some tickets right Please, now. Please, I would love to go. I'm going to send you some tickets right now yeah. because it's going to sell out. Yeah. Because it only seats 150. I got it for a great deal. So, Sick. we're doing four shows in LA. Okay. But, Overall, of all those four shows, there's like 80 tickets. Are left. you booking all this stuff too? Yes. That is crazy, Me man. Personally, Yo, hello, sh- how much is this? Yeah, I respect the grind, it. man. Even when I went to your podcast, I can tell like this is like something. Like, yeah, <laughs> man. We trying to get it. Yeah. I don't want to give I I don't want no I don't have no agent. I don't have no percentage to give up. I'd rather make it all work crazy and then reinvest it than give it away. That's what's and up. you ain't like if, if you beat me out of a bad deal, that's my fault. Right. But if I hire somebody and they get a bad deal, now we got a big problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I'm not even the best negotiator. My wife and brother are often quite upset <laughs> at me. It's a family business. It's a family business, man. We got it. That's one thing the black community loves about the Asian community. Yeah. You talk about supporting our own. Asian right. people be like, bro, I don't care who the president is. Oh, we yeah, yeah. good over oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Don't, none of that stuff affects nobody. As long as you don't come messing with our neighborhood. That's why there's a lot of Asian homeless. If we see one dude on the right. floor, we're like, nope, you're getting up. <laughs> nope, we're not. You better get your ass up. Like You're taking the whole community yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. You're not going to make us look bad. You better get up. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put you in a hotel. You better, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, but in K-Town, we do have a couple, like, but generally, like, people say that, right? They don't see a lot of Asian yeah, homeless, that's you know. That's a fantastic point. I, when I, yeah, when I see an Asian home, I'm, I'm like, this dude did some wild, <laughs> sh- like, he did some wild shit. Like, he did some crazy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're Asian or homeless, a lot of people have given up Do on you. Do not get near an Asian <laughs> homeless person. I'm telling you right now, he did something extremely wild. He got warrants. Yeah, like <laughs> I got disowned for like just failing a test. You know what I mean? But if whatever he did, he did some wild shit. Like he did some wild shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. so funny no, man talk. But yo, Kev, appreciate you bro thanks for coming on tune in next week for another episode of fun with dumb check out all the socials real comedians of social media yeah check out the tour appreciate y'all peace yeah.